0: Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you eyes. Today's episode, Trolling Street Preachers. I was smoking my pipe at the edge of a park that had been infested with word-of-life preachers when a young girl approached me. She was about 16, short, cute, lightly pimpled. She was full of confidence, and she smiled and looked me in the eye and said, Are you sure you're going to heaven? I took a pull on my pipe, pipes are great for dramatic pauses, and said, I sure hope not. All the good musicians are in hell. I mean, I like Handel's Messiah, and I'm sure the angels do a kick-ass version of it, but it would get tiresome after a few days. I want to hear Hendrix and Jerry Garcia and Stevie Ray Vaughan and Janis Joplin and Keith Moon and the Ramones, and I'm sure none of them are in heaven. She froze. She had never heard that answer, and probably never heard of any of those musicians. There was 15 or 20 seconds of dead silence between us. She was uncomfortable. I was amused. Then she took a breath, regained her composure, and launched into her well-rehearsed script. I like trolling street preachers. I know when most people encounter street preachers, they kind of turn their head away, avert their eyes, don't make eye contact, don't make eye contact, and they quicken their pace to get by them. And. I do that sometimes, too, if I'm in a hurry or I'm not in the mood to troll them at the moment. But for the most part, I find it very entertaining and amusing to troll them. The trick is you don't let them take control of the conversation. You maintain control, and you don't go into the areas that they've rehearsed. You don't give them a chance to do their pat answers to all your questions. You hit them with things they're not expecting... And what I'm usually shooting for is that dog on the freeway look. You know, the deer in the headlights. You hit them with something and they just pause, silent. And they're stuck because they're not used to actually having a conversation. They're used to pat scripted answers that they have practiced and rehearsed and practiced and rehearsed and practiced and rehearsed some more. And when you get them out of that cycle, they get very uncomfortable and it can be a lot of fun. I had a troll that I intended to use on Jehovah's Witnesses the next time that I trolled them. And I did it last week, and I made a recording of it. Now, this particular recording is not the greatest recording that you've ever heard. It was at the same park, as a matter of fact. And it was near a food truck that had a generator going. And there were also buses. It was by a bus stop. So I've tried to clean it up, but this is a troll that you can use on Jehovah's Witnesses. Now, by the way, one of the things that I always try and do when trolling is to start by agreeing with them on something. Find some common ground. And then, once they've relaxed a little bit, you cut them off at the knees. Now in this case, I thought some good common ground would be prints prince was a jehovah's witness and so i started by asking gee why don't you have prince on the cover more people would stop and you could start a conversation with them and i was not prepared for the response that i got to this witness's reaction to prince I'm just looking at your stuff here. I'm surprised you don't have anything with Prince on the cover. Oh, no 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 no. Yes, well I mean Prince was one of your guys, right? Well Prince was one of our guys. Well he got baptized
1: in two thousand four. And when he in, you know, you can't care to overstay, name, day. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, I don't think he brought a reproach. He was considered
1: you not only was. I and then you try to dress dressed up in makeup and this and that, and all about money, and then you want to serve God to get a rich blessing or whatever. You have to live a simple life and just keep on doing what God, you know. I mean, every
0: report that I've read of him, he was a incredibly nice guy. He never had a bad na- bad word to say about anybody, and he's regarded as one of the the. Finest musicians ever on just about every instrument, and I would think if you put Prince on the cover. No, no, no we wouldn't.
1: We cannot do those things. This is all concerning. You know, these are faithful, dedicated witnesses of, of, of Jumbo Jehovah. see all these here? Here are real true servants of Jehovah. Yes, sir. All right, but I, I mean, I, he he, he, did on he did talk
0: about he did that's talk tough. about his beliefs, and yeah. so I have a question for you. Now, you folks believe that God can see the future, right? Oh, yeah.
1: He's a God of the future. He puts pro- prophecies before, now, and in the future. So and he, he, can,
0: happen, and he communicates with your organization so you know what's coming and what's going He's on.
1: Of the okay. And Jesus is over him, right? Right. So he directs everything.
0: Okay. So he would warn you of dangerous things coming up, right? Oh, yeah. So, as reading in Australia, Uh there are over a thousand cases, the government is bringing over a thousand cases against Jehovah's Witness elders for pedophilia, based on the fact that it was ignored and that that elders got moved around when they were guilty of it. Why didn't Jehovah warn you 20 or 30 years ago that... This would be a problem, and that you should change your policies to prevent you from having to deal with this now.
1: No, many times we have ready for it, and we want if you really look up at the MJW and go all the details about us. I know you recorded me or something. Yeah. You know? But with all those things, Joe.
0: why didn't he do it 30 years ago and it wouldn't right now especially in Australia and increasingly here in the US this is becoming a scandal on the level of the Catholic Church doing the same thing why didn't my question to you is why didn't Jehovah warn you about this 20 or 30 years ago and say you need to change your policies so that this doesn't happen
1: Um,
0: But isn't it the job of the elders to watch out for the wolves, instead of sending them to another congregation where they can repeat their activities? Well,
1: there's people who are like that, and those who do
0: that, they have to, they're, it's their own part, and they're doing that. They well, I'm, I'm that more thing. concerned about the children that they molested, which typically ruins a life, uh, than, than in them. but they didn't that's why they have these thousand things and you know, these thousand cases in Australia they didn't get this fellowship instead they got moved to another congregation
1: no,
0: or the people oh. that were molested yes, were we told
1: it. that would never happen yes, that, is, that, that shouldn't be true
0: it is true you can that's look true. it up on Google oh, cool. really? you, you, can, you can look it up in the news no, it is true they, say they, they get false
1: things about JW Jehovah's Witnesses and they put it up on the I like can but go to our, our, our
0: website here, and go directly to JW and look up every information concerning with us. See,
1: I'm I'm, I'm I'm concerned what about, about uh, what and concerns me is that in our
0: But it did and it's documented. Happened, but,
1: like them, they get
0: the but they, they didn't
1: and, and they
0: got moved to other congregations. Just like no. the Catholic Church was bopping Maybe priests around don't know for fresh
1: meat. Why did it, of it
0: take them 20 or 30 years to clean them out, though? It's only now that it's, be, that it's become a legal thing. Now they're saying, okay, yes, we're cleaning them out. But they could have done it 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And instead, they used the mouth of two and three witnesses thing to prevent going after these pedophiles and in many cases move them to another congregation where they got fresh meat.
1: But your organization
0: is supposed to be special. Your organization is supposed to be God's organization. Yes, now if some there's... of those people smoked a cigarette they would have gotten disfellowshipped immediately. But instead they molested a child and they got away with it.
1: I'll interviews.
0: make a deal with you I'll go to your website and okay. I'll check you out okay and I want you to check something out too okay there now unfortunately my phone ran out of juice it didn't get the last 30 seconds of the conversation but it was basically she was telling me to go to jw.org which is their big latest thing. They think that's going to convert everybody in the world. And I told her I would do that as long as she promised to go visit Silent Lambs, which is a site for ex-Jehovah's Witnesses who are suffering the aftereffects of pedophilia. I don't think she's going to keep that promise. But I have to wonder if maybe the girl that was with her, and you heard her chime in a little bit, She was about maybe 18, 19 years old. Maybe she will actually go out there and check some things out. See, I don't pretend that I'm doing this altruistically. I'm trying to educate them. Uh, The older woman that was in there, she's beyond all hope. There's nothing there that's ever going to change her mind, that's ever going to make her even consider reality. But the young kid just might. Just might go out there and do a little googling when she's by herself, find some things, and break free of the cult. It happens. It happened to me. That was long before the internet. So I wasn't quite sure what to expect when I did this, but I wasn't really surprised. Complete and utter denial. Oh, no, 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 that didn't happen. The whole internet is in a conspiracy against them the news organizations, the apostates, the people who left. Of course, I never tell them that I'm one of the apostates, because that would end the conversation right there. Total, complete denial. Insistence that no matter how well documented it is, it just never happened. So this is the second street preacher troll that you can try. And Jehovah's Witnesses, by the way, are not doing so much door knocking, they're still going out and doing that, but now they're setting up these little stands. And by the way, when she was uh, putting prints down, that part really surprised me. She was saying, oh no, no, this is is a a good servant of Jehovah, and she was pointing to a picture on their literature stand. The header picture on it was one of their clip-arty, milk-toasty pictures of a family studying the Bible. Earlier today, This happened last week. Earlier today, I did go and ask, there were a couple of different people, some old ladies standing there with the stand, and I went and asked them what they thought about Prince and told them that I had talked to a woman who really didn't like him and thought that he was a bad servant of Jehovah. And they said, no, no, Prince was fine, and we're not allowed to say bad things about people. We we can't do that. See, here's a scripture that says that we can't say bad things about other people. Which, of course, is bullshit because that's one of the primary hobbies of any super religious cult is they spend a significant amount of their time putting down anybody who believes differently than they do. But give this one a try. It's a fun one. Just go in there and hit him with that pedophilia and ask him about the predictions. You know, God can predict the future. Why didn't he warn you of this? And see if you can get that dog-on-the-freeway look from them. It's very satisfying. I actually didn't from this woman, by the way. She was just, no, 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 that never happened. So that's two ways that you control troll street preachers. The first one is somewhat dependent on getting them to ask you that question about heaven. Although, you can bring the conversation around that way. And this just happened conveniently. Because, seriously, this girl just walked up and said, hi! Do you know if you're going to heaven? And that was fun. The second one is only good for Jehovah's Witnesses. Catholic priests don't proselytize. Or it would be good for them too, I guess. But now I'm going to give you a third one that works for any Christian preacher in any situation. Here's the way it works. You start out, once again, by finding some common ground. So the conversation goes something like this. I'm not a religious person, you are a religious person, but I bet you that we have pretty much the same morals and the same beliefs, even though we arrived at them differently. For instance, I think that adultery is wrong. Now, I don't think it's wrong because of the Bible, I think it's wrong because you're breaking a promise that you made. But, as a result, I don't commit adultery. You don't commit adultery, do you? <laughs> that always gets a kind of a nervous little chuckle out of the So, and if I asked you to show me a scripture that said adultery was wrong, you could do that, right? You could show me several. Yep, they'll agree. They can do that. We agree that theft is wrong, right? And you could show me a scripture that says, thou shalt not steal. You could show me that in several places in the Bible. Is that correct? And absolutely, they're going to agree with you on that. Murder, of course, that's the big one, right? We all agree murder is wrong. You have scriptures for that, right? Yeah. Now, sometimes they may want to go for the Bible, and if you want to, you can let them show you the scriptures, but I've never actually gone to that point with them. I've always, again, you want to control the conversation. You just agree that, yes, there are scriptures that say that. Now, slavery, right? You agree slavery is wrong. I agree slavery is wrong. We agree on that, right? Yeah. Show me a scripture in the Bible that says slavery is wrong and then pause and enjoy the uncomfortable silence as they realize that they've just been set up and they've been set up really good because there is no scripture in the bible that says slavery is wrong as a matter of fact the bible approves of slavery Sometimes they'll come back and say, well, you know, slavery was in the Old Testament, and the New Testament is under the New Covenant, and that's what we go by. In which case you say, well, actually, Paul, in both 1 Timothy and Ephesians, told slaves to be obedient to their masters. So you know slavery is wrong, and I know slavery is wrong, and everybody here in the park knows slavery is wrong. But God doesn't know slavery is wrong. And if they insist that he does, say, well, then show me scripture. Show me a scripture that condemns slavery. It's a wonderful, wonderful way to just slice them off at the knees and leave them with no defense whatsoever. So I urge you to try this. The next time you see a street preacher, if you've got a little time on your hands and a little bit of evil in your heart, walk up to him. Try one of these, or your own technique, and see what you can do. It's really a lot of fun. Now, the first adventure that I mentioned, The Young Girl in the Park, inspired me to go home and write an article, and the description of what happened that I just gave you, that's the first part of it. But I'm going to close off this podcast with the last piece of that article. I just kind of liked it. I think you will, too. Most religions promise a joyful afterlife as a disembodied spirit, but few believers really think about how unsatisfying that would be. Me, I never want to be an angel. We assume angels can hear and see, but they can't bite into a freshly picked corn cob, roasted to perfection, slathered with real butter, and topped off with a sprinkle of salt. They can't savor a fine cigar, or sip some good whiskey, or gulp a cold beer. They'll never again experience the exhilaration and exhaustion of hot, messy sex. Something as simple as the touch of a lover will be nothing more than a memory. They may be able to listen to music, but they'll never stand on a stage in front of people who have paid to be entertained banging on a cheap guitar and pouring their heart into a performance. Eating junk food? Nope. Biting into a perfectly cooked steak? Never again. Experimenting in the kitchen, usually making something awesome but occasionally creating something horrible? No, they don't get to do that. They can't take a long walk through a pleasant path accompanied by a frisky dog. They can't stand in a crowd watching fireworks and smile at the conversations around them. That street magician who is wowing the crowd doesn't surprise or amaze them a coming soon sign announcing an interesting restaurant won't give them a pleasurable little pang of anticipation. There will be no guy with a purple mohawk walking by. They'll never stand back and admire the house they just painted and say, damn, that looks good. They won't experience the heart palpitations of narrowly avoiding a car accident with some skillful driving. They can't calm down that angry customer or close that difficult sale. The exhilaration of solving a difficult problem is foreign to them. Whacking that ball and watching it sail into the sky. Changing a muddy tire without messing up your good clothes and still making it to the job interview on time. Working out a deal that satisfies everyone. Brownies, warm from the oven, washed down with a glass of cold milk. Mulling over a big mistake and figuring out what you did wrong and not doing it again. Learning this secret to getting along with people you don't like. Opening a package containing something really cool that you've been wanting for a long time. Finding a hidden treasure at a yard sale. Going into the attic and discovering something you like and forgot about. Sitting around a fire pit with friends and beers on a chilly autumn night. Not for them. Never again. No thanks. Thanks. And that's it for this episode of the Quick Hits Podcast. If you've learned a little something, if you've changed your mind, or even if you can just understand a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, congratulations. You've been smartinized. All right, thanks for your patience, folks. And waiting for this. I know it was a week late. I told you it was going to be a week late. I was in Chicago enjoying myself with family. Nice to go halfway across the country and just get away from everything for a while. Stop by the Quick Hits blog. It's easy to find. Send me an email, dave at davehit.com. Visit the Facebook page. Just look for a Quick Hits, spelled with two T's, and uh, like it, and leave some comments there if you like. And with that, there's nothing left for me to say. Except to remind you that the Quick Hits Podcast is nothing more than a journal of one man's opinion and therefore should not be taken too seriously.